All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pastrami Nation podcast, the meat of pop culture. I'm Kevin, and with me today is Rebecca. And uh, today we have a very, very special uh, interview today. We have the filmmaking um, husband and wife duo Ruckus and Lynn Sky. Lynn Sky, sorry. Hi. And they're here to talk about their new movie, uh, Devil to Pay. Um, so yeah, if you guys uh, don't mind telling us a little bit about Devil to Pay and uh, what it's, what's it about? Well, it takes place on an uh, isolated uh, community at the top of a mountain in the Appalachians. And it's about um, a woman whose husband goes missing and she turns out, turns out that he owes a debt to the most powerful family on the mountain. And now it's up to her to repay it. And uh, her son's life is threatened if she doesn't take care of it. And things escalate from there. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, we, we both actually had the opportunity to watch it. And it was actually a really, really good movie. We really liked right. it. Um, so just out of, uh, so how did the story kind of come about? Who kind of had the seed of the story? And you guys uh, wrote it together, obviously. So who, how did the story come about for the movie? Um, well, we have, we are friends with Danielle Deadweiler, the star of the film through the Atlanta Arts nice. Committee. And we had met with her and kind of talked about the possibility of working together and we just never had anything that felt right for her and so we decided to write something specifically for her um and so Ooh. we kind of decided what we wanted to see her do and which is kick a lot of ass, lot of ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely yes <laughs> she and, does uh, and we wrote the yeah. script really quickly so but we what's fun is we didn't tell her we were doing it and uh we wrote it and then handed it to her and said by the way we did this and we crossed our Very and hope she, hope she was, and she, luckily she was uh, into it. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's fantastic in the movie. She's one of uh, Watchmen. I got done watching that recently and she's in my favorite episode. Like she's awesome in that, that show and she's awesome in the movie too. And a lot of the movie kind of, it's all about her. I mean, she carries a lot of it, like everything, all the emotion, everything is all on her shoulders. Yeah. Um, did she just kind of ease into that pretty good? I mean, she's an amazing actress, so I can't imagine she, she wouldn't have, but. Yeah, we, on the first day, the first scene we were shooting, we, we looked at each other and be like, oh, this is fine. We can relax. <laughs> and by the second or third day, really, what we realized as directors was the absolute best thing we could do was just stay the hell out of her way. Yeah. She had a plan and she had mapped it out and she knew where she, I mean, we had to shoot out of order, but she knew where she was. And, and I mean, it really was like, she just owned it and ran with it. And it, and it was just like, let's capture this energy and her first two, three takes were always just it, yeah, just on and yeah, can't say enough amazing things about her as an actor. Yeah, she's incredible. I mean, everything is all in her face too. Like she just, she doesn't even have to say anything or she's incredible. That And it was a really, really great performance. And everyone in the movies really, really good and terrifying and all of that stuff. Um, so when you guys uh, were coming up with, you know, doing the movie and everything, did you guys have to do a lot of research in that region and stuff to kind of get to know the people a little bit and kind of the um, personalities and stuff? Or are you guys uh, familiar with that beforehand or whatnot? Um, well, a couple of years before we decided to write the film, we do these little like road trips through the South or we did pre-COVID. Um, and we, yeah. ran, <laughs> we ran into this museum called the Museum of Appalachian History in Tennessee. in Tennessee. Yeah. And it's this cool. beautiful, like kitschy museum that was basically like one guy's private collection that he donated and they created a museum out of. But it's like all this paraphernalia from Appalachia, including like homes where people lived 
and they all have these little like handwritten notes about what they mean and the little stories behind them. So a lot of our ideas about this world came out of just going through that museum and seeing those artifacts. But also we're, I mean, we're both Southern, we're from the South and mm -hmm. almost all of our original cool. uh, content, things we write is, is Southern by nature. So um, right. we know these people. <laughs> yeah. It just the the people we know are a little nicer than some of the people yeah, in the that's, <laughs> that's good. That's very good. I heard that actually uh, that area is just actually really pretty and and you guys captured it fantastically with the movie like the cinematography and even the music. Uh, kind of the score was incredible for this movie. Oh, thank you. Uh, what yeah. was cool about that is that uh the, Brad Carter who's an actor in the film, he's the uh he oh. played Dixon. He's the guy that um oh. in the banjo he actually right. he's the composer who scored the film as well. Very uh, cool. Yeah, and what was what was really cool is we sent him the script just as an actor, and he immediately wrote some music just inspired by the script and sent us that. And then that inspired the way we shot certain scenes. So it kind of like fed on itself, and it was a really fun like collaboration with him. So yeah, was it filmed cool. on location there in the Appalachians? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. filmed okay, awesome. in Hiawassee, Georgia. It's about two hours north of Atlanta. Okay. And what's crazy about the Appalachian Mountains is they go from Georgia to Canada. Like they right. go, and and no matter what, and whatever state you're in, it's a different vibe and a different feel. And then you know we created sort of a fictional version of whatever town we were in, but we never say where it is. But in our heads, it is Georgia because that's where we shot it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so um, so I'm curious about kind of more on the like the technical aspects of everything, like directing together. Now you hear like, you know, these directing duos and they each kind of have their own individual kind of duties on the film. So like one person will work with the actors, the other one will work on the technical side or whatnot. Uh, what was your guys, what was the kind of the dynamic for you guys as far as directing together? Um, we do a little bit of that. I tend to be slightly more technical and she tends to be slightly more on the story, on the story emotional beats, yeah. but it's, it's a small amount. I mean, we're pretty, we're pretty even and our golden rule is that if we're on a camera setup or a scene, we, we don't move on until we're both happy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we just take it, at, if something needs adjusting, we just kind of decide who, who has a better handle on how to explain that or how to get that across, whether it's to a crew member or an actor, and we kind of just do it like that. You, you might want to ask any of the actors if that was a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's actor, if they liked it or not, you know, I don't know. Um, right. We've seen teams where only one of them will ever talk to the actor or only one of them ever, and we kind of mm -hmm. do a little of both, and I don't know if that's good or bad, but yeah. um, right. it worked out in this case. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's very good. That's good to hear that everything kind of worked out. It looks like the actors knew what they were doing, so yeah. so that was, uh, that was good. Um, so let me ask you about the, uh, let's, uh, do you mind if I ask you guys about Becky a little bit? Yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> and yeah. so, um, Becky, I... I finally got a chance to watch it over the weekend. It's a really, really good kind of, it's a good bloody thriller. Let's just be honest. Um, you know, Kevin James is fantastic and it really kind of blew me away and surprised me. Um, so you guys both, uh, obviously there's a certain themes running through both movies, which is kind of the revenge kind of thriller. Um, what kind of movies kind of inspired you guys to kind of make these kind of films that you guys like to make? Oh, we love thrillers that's like when we first started out we were making short films and um we for some reason we we're making these weird little dramedies and <laughs> one day I like looked at our dvd shelf and I was like like every movie we love is a thriller like it's violent and gross and weird why are we making these dramedies so 
we started writing thrillers at that point, and that's when our, our screenwriting career kind of clicked and uh, a bunch of stuff, good stuff started happening. Yeah, it just tends to be kind of our favorite, our our favorite thing to watch. Um, we love, it, it's, a lot of it stems from our love of, of um, Southern Gothic literature. Mm-hmm. And it's, okay. the, it's, we always try to start with a, with the ground, grounded human dramatic element, but then it's like, or a little macabre on top and then a little dark humor. And, and that's just kind of what, this is kind of our default, like what we love and what we always go to. Yeah, definitely. Those are the kind of movies I loved. Like when I, after I watched Becky, I was like, this is like completely up my alley, <laughs> like the perfect movie for me to watch. And I, yeah, I loved uh, every second of it. So yeah, that was awesome. Um, was it always kind of the intention for, for Devil to Pay? Were you guys always looking at it to direct or was it, uh, Kind oh, of yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. We started writing. I like to say we accidentally became screenwriters. We <laughs> we only ever started writing because we wanted to be filmmakers and we didn't have anything to shoot. So we uh, we just started writing and eventually the script that we wrote um, we ended up selling and that script got passed around and people started asking us to write for them. Like I said, that was never the intention, but we embraced it. Now we've we've grown to love it. We love writing for other directors uh, mm-hmm. as well. Um, but this this absolutely was written for us to direct and. Um, uh, and we, we did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys did. You guys did a really good job. Um, it was awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it really was. Um, so when you guys are, are writing something for yourself compared to someone else, do you, mm-hmm. is the writing process any different as far as different constraints and stuff that you kind of know you already have? Or is it just kind of the same? It's kind of wrote, write what you, what you want to see and then kind of go from there. It can be different because, you know, Sometimes we start working with directors pretty early and they have ideas about what they want to see in the script. Um, right. Creative conversations. So we're trying to hit goalposts or things for them. Yeah. And we've done, you know, for instance, we've done several adaptation book adaptations for other people. And then there it's obviously you're starting with. Uh, right. Uh, and Becky actually was a spec script written by someone else. And we were hired to rewrite it. So it already oh, cool. had a premise and characters and we just kind of ran with it. Um, so it definitely runs the gamut. Um, but when we write for ourselves, it tends to just be, you know, we write the thing we want to see and just go mm-hmm. on. Right. But even even with even with writing something with 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 things like that we have to hit or things where it's still okay, with all those in mind, what would what would yeah. what would we want to do even if we were directing it? We that. always think of it right. like what would we do if we were directing this film, whether we're gonna direct it or not and, and what what would we want to see as an audience member, like what what would I pay fifteen dollars to go in the theater and see? Right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Very cool. Um, Rebecca, did you have anything? Um, Lane, this one's kind of directed at you, being you know a woman, and like, how much influence did you have over Lemon's character? Um, well, you know, I co-wrote the script and co-directed <laughs> it, but but, uh, but yeah, I mean what we were able to do on the page. I think Danielle took that and just ran with it and made it her own. Like, you know, there's lots of times when we're making, you know, things early in our career, you'd write something and you know, you'd see an actor do it and you'd be like, yeah, that's that's what I wrote. And then Danielle does it and it's like, oh crap, that's way better than what I wrote, you know? And so, uh, so yeah, I do think um, she was able to take what we wrote and elevate it. I mean, I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Because I just really enjoyed the character development, you know, from being the gentle rule following mom. And now she has to completely break those rules and those boundaries. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the dis- yeah. disillusionment of everything she thought was right in her life, and it's been a lie the whole time. Yeah, and that that idea that she resists the violence as much as she can until she can't, like that was mm-hmm. a, an idea we came to a little bit later in the writing process. And, and, you know, it was wasn't our original idea for that character, but when, when we found that, we were like, oh, she makes sense now. Like she's doing everything she can not to hurt people, but she. Right. So did you have to do any more tweaking to kind of fit what Danielle brought to the character? No, no we, she didn't really have any notes about the script. Um, she just kind of did her interpretation of it. And it was that it was better than what we had written. So yeah, she just uh, kind of embodied it in yeah, a way. And elevated it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, so when does, um, when does a double, uh, how can people see Devil to Pay? Uh, well, it comes out October 2nd in select drive-ins, so you have to check your local listings, COVID's pushing things around. Um, right. And then October 6th on VOD and DVD, pretty much anywhere you can rent movies. I know definitely iTunes and Amazon. It's actually, you can pre-order it right now, so it's already up. Very cool. Uh, so it will be hard to miss. If you want to see it, you'll be able to find it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I highly recommend people do see it. It was amazing. Um, yeah, and I can't wait to see what you guys do in the future. I'm really loving this kind of bloody thriller <laughs> kind of genre so i hope to see more of it in the future and, uh, yeah. good that's awesome well thank you guys so much and it was wonderful having you guys for the chat um yeah so thank you guys thank you, much. Thank you very much just, okay all right bye-bye